Hey, it's the Life of an Average Joe podcast. I am Brandon Avera. I first got to send out a little disclaimer, two disclaimers, actually. The first disclaimer is I am losing my voice. Um, as I'm recording this, this is like the fifth podcast I've done today. Um, not all of mine, but I was a guest on one. We had episodes of Trash Talk, and my voice has been garbage since I woke up this morning. So, I, I don't want to reschedule it. I'm just going to yell and sound like a 95-year-old smoker. So deal with that. And then I want to give a disclaimer because this is a very special bonus episode that we do during the month called This Dude and That Dude. We finally brought it over to all the platforms. Very excited about that. Soon we will actually have our own telephone number. That's right. Our own number where you can call and leave us messages and talk live with us. So that'll be exciting as well. But that, that's, that's coming in the next uh, probably three and a half, four weeks. So this is this dude and that dude. That means I got myself and David Harvey. Welcome back, man. How's it going? How's it going? Uh, other than my voice, it's great. It's great. It's <laughs> peachy. It's freaking peachy. Now, I'm going to dive right in. Normally, you and I, you know, we kick it for a little bit. I- I'm going to dive right in because I want to get into the meat of this conversation and this podcast and because i want to get it done so i can shut up and stop talking for the day um (laughs) but uh there's a lot to digest and since the last time you and i uh spoke on this dude and that dude last month there's been a lot going on i mean (laughs) there has been a lot and and like always i have a list of ideas and it's my turn to pick this week so i'm excited I, I, I could talk about I, the cancel culture. I, that was my first one, by the way, was going looking into the cancel culture because there's been several things that have happened that have had people in an uproar and, and cancel culture and all that. Uh, cancel people, cancel life, cancel music, all those things. But I'm skipping that. I could talk about Britney Spears, how she continues to get naked on, on Instagram for no reason at all. Um, because she's free. What I, I, I don't, I don't know, but it's pointless, but I got to talk about in all seriousness and guys, the explicit lyrics could, or could come out or I shouldn't say explicit lyrics, explicit warning. Remember, this is not the life of an average show podcast. It's this and that dude. We take our gloves off. We get dirty. We don't hold back. So if you don't want to hear it, come back next week. Otherwise stay tuned and listen. And I think we got to talk about the most important thing going on. One of the most critical, most important things going on in our lifetime and our world right now is the war going on in the Ukraine with Russia. We got to dive into that. We, there's, I mean, we can't ignore it, you know? Um, and the, the thing is, when I was thinking about this, I didn't know exactly where to go or where to begin with this because constantly things are happening and constantly there's there's different elements to this war that's going on and i wasn't sure exactly where to go so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna dive right in first i want to give a shout out to anybody listening which i don't know if they are in the ukraine um because we are i'm sure they're busy um we are not banned in the ukraine we are banned in russia though by the way true story so screw you russia but um we're not banned in the Ukraine. And I want to give some mad props to President Zelensky, President Big Balls. We love you here in the States. 
we just so you know, everybody out there, get the word. We love you, Zelensky. You're amazing. Dude, the recent, uh, well, the press conference that he had, where he just like brought his own chair and just like <laughs> sat in front of the podium. Yeah, that dude has bigger balls than you and I combined. That's definitely a moment of like, bro. This interview, like, I'm straight up here for it because people need to hear what I have to say because of like we're at war. But also, I have bigger things to do right now than to talk to you guys. That's exactly it. He's like, guys, I'm here, and I'm going to do this, but I got to go. I've, I've got to get out of here. Um, because guess what? This is the third or fourth attempt I've had on my life, on my life this week. I mean, he's, he's dodged several assassination attempts um, besides the obvious war. So now we got to look at this situation, David. This just just now, actually, just now at 647, as we record this, Russia strikes and they destroy another international airport in the Ukraine. They just destroyed it just now. Um, they have not taken the capital yet, but they have destroyed another airport. Dude, every day, because we're going on day 10, I believe. Yeah, today is day 10 of, of the Russian invasion. I think a lot of people thought that, and it's not to say that the Ukrainians and everybody that's fighting for their lives over there isn't doing the best they can, but I think a lot of people thought that Russia was just going to come in and steamroll over the Ukraine. I mean, am I right? Oh, yeah. I mean, much bigger nation, which, I mean, granted, that part of that is is uninhabitable area, but they still have a larger population, so you would imagine that means they have a larger military force. They do, uh, yeah. And then it's just like, but then, but then, like their tactics are so. Now, granted, it was just like two shots or whatever. You had the initial shot uh, a couple days ago, where it's like, I think it was like ten uh, Humvees in a row. And then, like now, there's like the other, like I think two days ago, there was a shot of like forty Humvees in a row. And apparently, they're all just sitting there because they ran out of gas, and they're bumper to bumper. And I'm like, you literally are invading a country. If this other country didn't want to, like basically amplify it to another level they could just come in and drone strike that entire uh that entire row right there and just like in that whole thing that convoy like, kind of, yeah i'm like what kind of military like mindset do you have like oh you know what you know what's smart just just line up well it is so we have seen we have seen some of the ukraine uh ukrainians attack and mind you, we have to we have to say this too. I have to give a little warning, or not warning, a little disclaimer. I am no expert at military strategy, at public, at, at international relations. I don't know everything. I am being this is my opinions, and I am being uh, giving you the information that I'm given, whether that information is legit or not. Now I know we have a lot of fake stuff that's going on in social media, you know, so we got to be careful, but. Some of the things that we are seeing is we're seeing the Ukraine take out four or five tanks like that, like just taking taking yeah. them out, like boom. By the way, and I don't think like and and say, like I don't think you have to be even in the military to just know like hey if you're going to drive a car and try to attack someone, just drive a car. Period. You might want to stop at a gas station first. You look. It is weird, right? It's almost it almost seems like. Okay, we, we got this big giant show of force when they lined up on the Ukraine and the Ukrainian border. When they when they lined up on that border and everybody had been talking for months, 
four months, maybe longer. Okay, what is Putin doing? Is Putin going to go over to the Ukraine? You almost think like they weren't resupplied. Like they wasted yeah. all their time and effort getting there and staying there. And then they weren't resupplied because it's really, and I would love to hear from somebody who understands this more than I do. It baffles me that they're running out of gas. Like, and even beyond that, like let's, let's, let's say the, that part's not even true, right? Like, like that's, that's just a false narrative or whatever. They're still in a straight line. Like, oh well, yeah. Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you have one airstrike come in, and like you have forty Humvees and probably some tanks mixed in. With let's assume you got four to five people per vehicle. Like that's a lot of soldiers just basically died for no reason. Yeah, but the Ukraine. I mean, okay, the Ukrainian. It's not like the Ukraine has a massive air force. It's not like no, I get that. But I'm just like, but even in general, like. You're still going to war. So, like you should still take right. that seriously. Because for one, if that's somebody's life you're you're handling. Regardless of whatever side you're on, like obviously right now the world is against Russia because they're the ones attacking. But like some yeah. of those some of those Russian soldiers don't agree with what they're doing. Like there's been accounts of, of Russian soldiers literally leaving their vehicle and just walking well, no, over and like helping the Ukrainians. They don't agree what they're doing because okay, by the way, the Ukraine is a little bit smaller than Texas, just to give you an idea. Okay, it's slightly smaller than Texas. So compare that to Russia, regardless of if the land is habitable or not. Russia's huge. Yeah. You know? um, but yes, they are. There are a lot of there are a lot of soldiers that don't agree with what's going on in the Ukraine, because guess what? Let's not forget. It wasn't that long ago that the Ukraine was part of Russia. It was I mean. They were the same. And it's also wasn't long ago that, I mean, forget the, the, the whole history of the Ukraine. Let's remember that they're so close. They've got family over there. I mean, it's like, oh, yeah. your, it's like the Hatfield and McCoys. Like you've got brothers and sisters, boyfriends and girlfriends. I mean, you, this is not like you're fighting strangers. It's not yeah, like and the other part too was like, it was unprovoked. Like nothing happened. No, it was an unprovoked. It was an invasion. And I guess that's what gets me to this point. What, what, what will get us to the meat of this? <clears throat> Putin, I guess, I'm, I, I guess I'm a little frustrated in, multitude, in, in, in a multitude of, of ways. I think personally, Putin right now is playing a game. I do too. Because like, the other half is like, what's, like what are you, it doesn't make any sense what he's doing. Like, Military-wise, he Russia could go in and just wipe out Ukraine and just take the entire thing back. Now, obviously, you have repercussions from like other countries or whatever, but not like, really. Right now, you have the whole fallout. Well, I'm saying like people pulling funds and like companies pulling all, all that kind of stuff. You have social media, whatever. But realistically, like Russia does have allies too, unfortunately. But whatever. Uh, but it's one of those things where it's just like what you're saying your end end goal is doesn't really make it doesn't coincide with what you're doing because you're really not doing anything as far as like trying to do it i feel like if you really wanted to you could just go do it well so here's the thing so yeah and we'll get to the allies because i don't know if you've heard what's happening now with russia but uh with with putin number one putin has told us i guess this is where i'm baffled this is where i sit there and i look at the leaders of the of the world and really more or less our country, because I can't speak for other countries. But I look at our country and I go, why are you surprised by any of this? Putin has been in office for 
for what, 20 years now? He is a KGB-born, bred, Cold War, Mother Russia soldier. That's who he is. Yeah. He said the biggest regret, the biggest failure was that Russia crumbled. And that, that the Soviet Union, for what it was, the USSR, back in the day, back in Rocky Four days, you know, for as how big it was, has failed. And, and that has haunted him since, day, since the day he took office. He believes in that mentality. He believes that Russia should be a superpower. He believes that they are one of the greatest nations in the world. That's fine. I don't look. That's your country. You should believe that. I don't have a problem with that. But he has been telling the world what he wanted to do since day one, and that was bring Russia back to its glory days. Yeah. Every single president that he has dealt with since he's been in office, he has either invaded a former uh, Russian territory or controlled a former Russian territory or moved in such a way that he would bring back that Russian territory. Every single president, except for Donald Trump. But regardless, every single one. He is out there in public telling everybody wants to, what he wants to do. Why for four months, and maybe I'm uh, a little off on the timeline, why for four months did they line up the Russian military on the Ukrainian border and we sat there and just said, oh, he, you know, we're, we're hoping that we can uh, get to a diplomatic uh, resolution here and he won't invade the Ukraine when he wasn't even talking to us. He's like, no, I, I don't, I'm not, I mean, literally, like, I'm not, he was like, nah, I'm not taking that phone call today. Just stay out of it. And literally up to 48 hours before, when we were announcing that any minute now, they're going to invade, we didn't send them any military uh, equipment, funds, or anything. We didn't. We just kind of said, we're hoping that we can get to a diplomatic. I mean, that's like you're trying to get back with your ex-girlfriend, but she never answers the phone. Well, like the, I haven't really researched into it. Uh, I think the whole like Ukraine not being a part of NATO, uh, if, if I understand correctly, they weren't part of NATO before this started happening. They're not part uh, of NATO think, now. Yeah, well, I think that played a part into it of like United States and as well as other countries not like assisting ahead of time. As far as like, like not donations, but like sending aid basically versus just like, Oh, let's have a conversation. I think, I think that's what affected it because like, uh, I remember people were talking like people, I mean, people are still mentioning it now, whole, like world war three. And I'm like, well, you technically like currently certain things have to happen in order to bring multiple countries into a war. The whole reason that, because people are like, well, why can't we just make Ukraine NATO now? The, the whole, well, first off, you can't. You can't make a country into part of NATO when they're in the middle of a mil military conflict. That was written up long before any of this happened. So when it's part of a military conflict, I think it's like chapter five, I don't know, chapter five something, in that whole, whatever you want to call it, you can't, like, they, they can apply for it, which they have. But we, but we, not the United States, NATO can't accept them in to NATO while they're in the middle of a conflict. 
Which makes sense, obviously, because it, it, it can come down to one of those things where, like, oh, you didn't want to, like, you weren't helping before, like, you weren't really doing, the, doing us any favors before, like, why would we help you now? So, like, exactly. But here's it makes the- sense on that side, but it, it, it also hurts that, like, it hurts everyone when it's kind of an unprovoked attack. Well, that's it. So, here's the other thing we can still give aid fine you're not part of nato but but how many other countries have we've given aid to and i'm not talking like boots on the ground aid i'm talking like what we we just sent them a bunch of weapons germany's been sending them weapons um alabama literally just made missiles to send to the ukraine i i know that sounds funny but the military factory in alabama just sent a bunch of missiles to the ukraine so now we're doing it but had they had this stuff ahead of time and and it was a lot easier to get it to them ahead of time than now. Why did we wait so long? And I say we as the United States and, and maybe other people. That that that's my number one thing is we're gonna follow the NATO the you know the NATO rule book for that then, but yet we're now sending them stuff because we realize if Putin takes over the Ukraine that he's not going to stop there. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. It's, it's not to say that he's going to take over the world like Hitler wanted to do. But he's not going to stop. We know that. We know he's not going to stop. Actually, just today, the prime minister of uh, France, I think it was France, said that he believes, maybe it's not the prime minister, maybe it was the ambassador, he believes just by knowing Putin and having to deal with him that Putin's got his eyes on something else. And why wouldn't he? He has told us for 20 years what he wants to do. So I think, I think that's part of the part of the issue too, where I, I feel like no one took him seriously, which, I mean, if you've been saying it forever and nothing has ever happened, but it's one of those things where it's just like, he's playing the long game, right? Where he's like, like waiting for his chance. And now he saw his chance. So he, he started attacking. And like I said, I still don't think, I still don't think he's, Clearly, he hasn't like fully mobilized everything. Because I don't think so either. I think you're right, dude. I think day one, he just came out and just was like, "We're taking it right now. Let's go." Like Ukraine wouldn't have stood a chance at all. Like most countries aren't going to stand a chance if you just like come through and unpro- unprovoked attack them. Yeah. But even now, they that, even now that they know, I think he's like because he's just like trickling things in, and it's it's now it could be a resources issue. Like we don't know. I don't know. I don't live in Russia, so I have no idea. Uh, well, it probably, I mean, look, we know they have a large military. Okay, they do. Um, but Russia's uh, ec- economy is not great. I mean, look, his ruby or whatever it's called, is it called the ruby or the rube or whatever the money is over there is worth less than a penny now, than American yeah. penny. So regardless of how big your military is, if you don't have the money, now I'm not talking about Putin, I'm talking about the country. If you don't have the money to fund it, and you're getting sanctioned, and it's getting harder and harder to have access to that money, then eventually, yeah, the resources are going to become an issue. Yeah. Well, it would have been smart as hell. Like, obviously, it, w- it wouldn't have happened, like, even if he offered it. But if he came through and he's like, hey, I- I'll stop attacking if, like, all the money that the U.S. just sent Ukraine and all the resources and stuff, like, hey, just give it to us and I'll stop. Like, Yeah, but why, though? Why, I mean, why? <laughs> that wouldn't be, but they're not going to do that. Yeah, they're not going to do it, but I'm just saying, like, for him, as a, as a, whatever his title is, uh, I know it's not czar anymore, but I don't, I don't think it's president. Uh, I don't think they keep calling him his president. 
yeah, as whatever his title is, like, like if if any country sends them a billion dollars or a billion uh, pounds or whatever, like, send, and and their money is worth so so little, like he just instantly boosted his entire economy, right? Just by doing that. Well, here's the other thing too. Here's the problem. Okay, so you've got over a hundred buildings destroyed in the Ukraine as of right now, roughly. You got one point five million refugees. You've got over 9,200 deaths. And that's just in general, okay? Things are, the longer this goes, the more in favor, and I'm not talking about the, the outside war that could happen. I'm just talking Russia, Ukraine. The longer this goes, the more favorable it is to Russia. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, they are slow- moving i mean think about it's it's like like playing football if you're just pounding there i mean we watched it if your defense is always on the field they're exhausted the other team's offense eventually is going to score big you know what i'm saying yeah and then you had the whole thing too like like yeah like and, and, and uh i remember i heard a, like a reporter say or something like that we're like now everything seemed like everybody's in Ukraine is like, Oh, I'm ready to fight all this kind of stuff, which, and then, which is great. Like I think any country, oh, yeah. most people would do that. Uh, like if you just like if Canada just, just tried to invade us, like, hell yeah. Like get the fuck out of here. Like you're not doing it. Fuck your prime minister. Like all that shit. Like, oh, right. Yeah. So, right. Like, uh, but eventually like the people who did not sign up to be in, in a military and like, now you are dealing with, your loved ones dying or being stripped away or like you literally can't go like, like they, they, in Ukraine, it's, it's men from 18 to 65, which is 65 is, is like, like that's, that's, I don't think it should be that high. And for whatever you want to say, but like, I don't think like you shouldn't be forced to stay at that. Age. I think like 18 and like 50 or 55 is okay. Whatever. Yeah, but you're also not going to tell a 60 or 65 year old man that he can't fight. It just ain't going to happen. Yeah, I'm not going to tell me you can't, but I'm just saying you shouldn't force them to stay there. Like right now, they're being forced to stay. And I get it. It's your country. Like, fight for your country. It's your country, I, man. I, I mean, yeah, I, I fully I, understand I, that. Uh, like, I'm in that age range. I'm not 65, but I'd, I'd be totally fine with doing it. But, uh, but then it comes down to the whole thing of like, like I said, I, don't, I just don't think that like anybody took them seriously. Because, for prime example, if the U.S. took Russia's or, or Putin's, uh, I guess not allegations, but like if if they took his conversation seriously, they would not have left all those weapons in the Middle East. <laughs> like what eight months ago? That was the biggest. That's still that's still going to haunt us and the and this administration for forever. Yeah, because now like Russia could easily go over there, and be like hey, let's let's join up. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. That 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 stuff that we left there is now in enemy hands. Let's just be real. Yeah. You just fought these guys for years, and then you just gave it to the Taliban. Who, by the way, spoke out against the Ukrainian-Russian war. So even the Taliban thinks Putin's out of line. Can you believe that? The freaking Taliban says that Putin shouldn't invade the Ukraine. I'm like, what is going on? Um, now they could be, who, know, who, who knows why they even said anything, but, you know, that's the Taliban for you. But yeah. That could have that stuff. Had they had that, we could have given it to the Ukraine. Hell, the Ukraine would have bought it. They would have bought it from us. I mean, we make deals like that all the time. 
Cavs. Well, not even that too. But I'm just like, let's let's say if something down the line, like next week or whatever, whenever something decides to pop off, like the Middle East is a lot closer to Russia than the United States is, so we would already have people. I'm not saying like that we should have we should have left troops stationed there. Obviously, we want those people back home. Like if sure, they're not, sure. if if the job is done, there's no reason for them to be over there. Yeah, but, but, uh, but just in general, like if if we would have structured a a plan to leave or whatever, we probably at this point would have still had some people still there and some resources still there. Yeah. At that point, we could like, hey, you're being reassigned right now. You're gonna you're gonna gonna go closer to Ukraine, whatever other country, whatever NATO countries over there. Just go ahead and get closer to as close to Ukraine as possible, uh, or stay where you're at if, if that's the closest spot. But we're gonna be we're gonna be stationed and ready. Like we're not gonna be, oh, they bombed it. Now it's gonna take us 24 hours to to, to mobilize a unit to get over there. Right, right. Where it could have taken like 12. Well, we we open up a, we open up. We're in a situation now where, and I, and it it is we because anybody who thinks that just because it's happening over in the Ukraine, it doesn't affect us. Forget the the legitimate things from energy and gas that it does affect. This will affect us because a Russian-controlled Ukraine is not what we want. You have, the Ukraine country has 15 different nuclear sites for energy. Nuclear power plants. 15 of them, dude. That It's smaller than Texas, and it has 15 nuclear power plants. Not going to lie, though. I wouldn't be surprised if Texas had, like, 200. Like, just, the, this, this, just knowing how the United States is, like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, like I have a pool in our apartment. Like, like if, I, if our pool opened up one day, there's a fucking rocket under there. No, but I'm talking, this is, these aren't missiles. I'm talking about nuclear power plants to create energy. I'm not talking about nuclear power. Oh, I see say like not like a launch site. I, no, I, I I'm, I'm, I'm talking nuclear I'm talking nuclear energy cuz most of that country that's what it's run off. So again, a lot of that energy what does it do? It gets sold to other countries, right? Yeah. Do you want to give Russia 15 nuclear power plants with Putin in charge? Does that seem like a good idea? No, it doesn't. It's a horrible idea. Then he positions himself even further on other countries that aren't NATO that he could invade and he would have the same results. Because if we're laying down the groundwork, like, okay, we're not going to, we're not going to put boots on the ground because what happens is if we put boots on the ground and one of our soldiers dies, it's world war three. Yeah. Okay. So we're not going to do that. So Putin, please don't invade another country. Do you think he's going to listen? No. He told that, us. But like ultimately, too, I was just thinking while you were talking about it that that could be what he's waiting for. He could be like slowly trickling in, like to start the war that he already started. Because uh, it doesn't, doesn't make any sense what he's doing. Like if you really want to take the capital, you're that you have that much larger of a military dominance. Just go do it. That doesn't make any sense. But it, it could be the one of the things where he's just like, you know, what, I'm going to wait and see what what these other countries do. And then if one of these NATO countries attacks me, I'm going to go to to China or to North Korea and be like, hey, let's join up. Let's go after them now. Like we have like this. This is what I've done. I've already taken over Ukraine or whatever. Uh, so I, now I have all this this extra this extra force. Let's let's go attack them uh, now that they that since they've started it like this. Well, the, it's a rope-a-dope. It's a rope-a-dope situation. He's going to try to rope you in. 
by doing all these things to lure one of these NATO countries or particularly the United States into a battle, like you said. I, I, I totally agree that that's part of his plan. Absolutely. And, and, and I, like you said, he will rope us in and then it's like, well, look, we weren't even, we, they're not even NATO. NATO shouldn't even be yeah. dealing with like, this. Like, yeah. why are you over here? Right. By the way, just to let you know, talking about this guy's talking about nuclear power plants, guess how many operating nuclear power plants are in Texas? Well, like five. Two. <laughs> so let me put that in perspective. Ukraine is slightly smaller than Texas. They have 15, include not, you know, you know, I think I don't know if Chernobyl's included in that, but 15. Texas has two. Does Chernobyl operational still? I don't think so. It's not operational, but I but um <clears throat> there's hostages there right now. Oh yeah, yeah, which is which is stupid as hell. Like why they've would you, why there. would you go there? They've been there for 10 days. Well, yeah. there, there's always people off-site by Chernobyl monitoring that horrible disaster. There's 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 stations outside of Chernobyl that are no, I know. I, like you can actually like I've seen uh, documentaries of, of like people who uh, will will take you through it. Obviously, they have like the the meters to test to see yeah. if it's if it's safe enough. Like if it's past a certain point, they they won't go because like it's not it's yeah. not safe for anyone. Yeah, you can't uh, go to certain parts of it. Yeah. Yeah, but I, what, I think it's a radiation meter. I think it's called a Geiger meter, right? Yeah, it's a Geiger. Uh, yeah, Geiger counter. Yeah. yeah, but they'll take those and they'll just like see and then they'll just like walk you through it. They'll just walk through different houses and stuff. I'm like, oh it's yeah, this creepy. is creepy. Here's, here's creepy. a stuffed animal. Yeah. Hey, I played Call of Duty. I know what it's like, dude. I've been there. I've been <laughs> on the Chernobyl side. Shit. There's a great documentary on uh, Chernobyl on HBO Max. Actually, it's phenomenal. Um, but getting back into what you were saying about Putin doing the rope dope by the way, guys, if you don't know what rope dope is, just Google it. It's an old boxing term. I know you know, David, but there's some people out there. Yeah. Um, so, Muhammad Ali. Yeah, just exactly. So <laughs> Russia, I think, I think Russia is doing two things. I, so I think Putin's talking out of every side of his mouth. I don't necessarily think that he's lying, but I think he believes his story. So when he's saying we are rooting out the radical uh, whatever, he's calling them Nazis, actually. But we're rooting out the radical groups in the Ukraine. That's what we're doing. I think he believes that in his mind. But they're only radical against Russia because they don't believe in the Soviet Union. Yeah. So it's almost like he's telling us that, which is, a, is not true. But in a way, it is true because he does view them as radicals. And I think he does view them when he says these are our brothers and sisters. I think he views them that way. But he thinks that these people are been brainwashed, similar to what's going on in North Korea, because of the government, just because they're fighting against Russia. He can't fathom that somebody wouldn't embrace Russia the way he does. He can't fathom it. So he's going in, and I think the reason that he hasn't just steamrolled through the Ukraine is because do you really want to go to a country that you own, but now you've just destroyed everything in there? Yeah. <laughs> like, we own this, but it's a big, giant freaking parking lot right now. You know? Like, I mean, I really feel like that's part of it. The other thing is I don't think he's really good on this guerrilla warfare stuff. You know, Russia's no, that's, that's never been a Russian tactic. No, which is why it brings me to the news that just came out today. 
his his good old buddy over in Syria. This is why now there are Syrian forces in Russia who are good and experts at guerrilla warfare. And this is not some TikTok thing. This is all over the news. This is confirmed. I think even Biden tweeted something about it, or his people did, because you know Biden ain't using freaking Twitter. Um, no, he's probably still got like a a, a razor phone. <laughs> but um, anyway, so they've got Syrian forces that are going to be assisting the Russian forces in the battle of the Ukraine. So I would imagine that sometime this week, we're going to hear about Syrian forces helping Russia. That's, oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. And Chechen uh, forces, which are basically guerrilla warfare. Bunch of Chechen rebels coming out there. So Yeah, I think right now he's trying to like assemble his own, like, the, it's the Axis allies. It's all over, like, that's, he's just trying to build up the Axis powers again. I, exactly. And, like, and it's like, whoever wants to join that, I don't really care. But at this point, hey, as long as you're not NATO, feel free. I'm just going to keep building little by little. That's why he's making it take longer. I agree with like you. Like I said, he, it, it doesn't make any sense why he's slowly trying to take over the capital. Like, bro, if you want to take it over, literally just go do it. Like, you could easily, they could easily do it. Well, and then you've got the other thing, too. Could Russia invade a NATO country? Yeah, they could. Um, will they right now? I don't think so. But China, no. China has made it very clear that they are not sh- sanctioning Russia at all. They they had that they did that sanction on the bank, that one bank, and then they pulled it. Now China says we're going to continue to do business with Russia. Well, you basically just drew your line in the sand. You uh, you know you just said, hey, look. We, we've got money to make off them. They've got money to make off us. We're not going to do anything. And of course, North Korea obviously aligns themselves with Russia. They've been open about it. So you've got Syria, China, North Korea, and a bunch of Chechen rebels. At some point, this is going to come. We have to, because all these little sanctions, and I'm not saying that they're not hurting, because I know they are. It's not going to be enough. Putin's been sanctioned since he was born. Do you think he gives a crap? He doesn't give a crap. I know these are tougher sanctions than they have been, but at some point we got to sit there and go, are we going to let this country fall? Because this isn't about the U.S. sticking its nose in somebody else's business. Yeah, This, this is about playing the chess game. I mean, what they're hoping for, uh, what all the sanctions are hoping for with all the different companies, uh, is that, like, hey, we're going to basically starve you from the inside out, and hopefully your people turn on you, and then at that point, you have an internal struggle uh, with your own country, not, like, him personally, but, like, his country turns against him. And then it's just like, well, now you have a, a different war to fight, so you can't possibly fight both of them at the same time. Well, and I think, and, and we're seeing that. Look, we have to, we have to, I have to say this. This is not anti-Russian talk. I'm not anti, I've got a friend in Russia right now. I haven't talked to her in months. Um, I'm not anti-Russia. If this is Putin. Because now you've had over 3,000 arrests in Russia from people that are protesting the war. He has blocked TikTok. He has blocked Facebook. He has blocked all social media in Russia. Matter of fact, police officers 
because there are video that's getting out, are going down the streets and people that are on their cell phone, they are taking their cell phones and scrolling through it to see what's on there. Yeah, that all sounds very familiar, like North Korea. That's very North Korean, right? It, I mean, the, the law. I mean, it's the whole thing of like, we're not going to tell you, like, we don't want people to tell you what we're doing, basically. Exactly. He has contemplated and talked about it, instilling martial law in Russia. If he does that and starts cutting those people off even more, number one, they're going to have a problem. But number two, he's going to make a bigger move. Yeah. I mean, all he's going to do is, is that's the whole point from the blocks. Like, Hey, as, as they're getting sanctioned and they're, and they're getting blocks from, from different companies, different bank accounts, like uh, whoever, basically like food supplies, all that kind of stuff. And he's going to tell people like, Hey, we're being attacked. And uh, he's going to give his message as to why they're being attacked, which was, isn't going to be the truth. Yeah, no, but that, that's his only way to block the outside. Like, look again, prime example is North Korea. Like he tells them whatever they, whatever they want, and people are, are still like basically going blind from simple disease. Like people are going blind from cataract over there, which is a simple procedure to, to fix that. Uh, but they just don't know that, and he's he's blocking that knowledge from them, and then they go and like he allows a, a doctor to come in and fix like a hundred people at a time, whatever. Right. And then they, they thank the, the dictator for like, Oh, thank you. Like you fixed it. I'm like, bro, he didn't fix that for one, two, like, and I get it. Like you have to say that. Otherwise he's literally going like, to kill you. So. People also need to keep an eye out. Cause while he's been invading Russia, the military buildup and everything that he's doing in Belarus that's he's basically taken over Belarus. Now Belarus has always been a little bitch, but he's taken over Belarus. He's dictating that government. He's they've now opened up to where they are allowing nuclear warheads, nuclear missiles to be placed in Belarus. He's done it completely behind closed doors. I mean, not like he's hiding it and not like he hasn't hidden that relationship with Belarus. But yeah, <laughs> since Putin started this little training exercise on the border, he's been sending weapons, mi- missiles, troops to Belarus too, incorporating that into Russia. People, so I don't. I guess the 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 biggest thing is, what's the end game here? You know, for. For the Ukrainians, the ingrain, the ingrain, and I can't talk. Endgame is let's piss off Putin enough that he leaves, which he's not going to, or no. let, let's piss him off enough that he does something to draw in NATO support. Everybody else. Right. I mean, and I don't blame the Ukrainians then. I mean, the, which neither of those are a win win for Ukraine, obviously, no. because the one you're being attacked. Right now, you're just like, you're being attacked, and eventually, like, everyone's. Like, I don't want to say patriotism, but everyone's like willingness is, is going to get whittled down. Like, that's just what happens. Maybe that's like if what it, if, if you, hoping for. Yeah, if you just keep getting attacked and you're, you're not making any headway, like, like those tanks are going to keep rolling. It's like, dude, it's like getting up and doing the same job every day. And all you got to do is pull this lever, pull this lever, pull this lever. Eventually, your arm's going to not work anymore and the lever's yeah. going to break. 
and now like your family's gone like you have no uh, uh, part of the two is like i can't stand some of these reporters uh i was I watching can't one stand of, any of them i was watching one of or i was, I was, I was, I was in somebody's house like a computer repair form and they, like everybody's watching right now cool whatever it has nothing to do with what the station that it was on i think it was on fox but it has nothing to do with fox it was the reporter they asked this stupid ass question to this lady who was who just fleed ukraine with her kids and she was getting on there like like they were giving their backstory which is fine giving the backstory is totally fine but she just got she just, uh got out and they're like oh yeah but her husband had to stay behind uh to, and he was warning off attackers, all that kind of stuff. And then, and then they ask her, like, as they cut to her, they're like, do you think your husband's safe? And I'm like, why the fuck would you ask her that? Why would you even, like, why would you, she lives and breathes that thought in her head every day, every yeah, hour. Yeah, I mean, she, she did say, like, yeah, she's heard from him, and, and he's, he's in a, uh, then they asked her where he was, and she was like, yeah, she's heard from him, and uh, she knows that he's safe, but she's not going to, like, say where he's at currently. And I'm like, why the fuck would you ask that? Like that's a dumbass question. It's because reporters are jackasses, dude. It's because they are there. For, honestly, the more deprived and bloody and gutty and horrible story they can get, the better for them. That's all they care about. They don't give it. They don't give a. They don't give a crap about anybody's feelings, and they don't care. They just want to report the news, whether it's accurate, real news, or over the line. They, they they don't care or inaccurate they don't care i i'm so fed up with these reporters dude I, they shouldn't they shouldn't even be there they shouldn't be talking to any of these people man but it's it's ridiculous by the way this has happened too today and i'm sure i don't know if you heard about it or not um so they had a a seven hour ceasefire was the 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 meeting that the the ukrainian or the president and putin had i don't think it was putin himself but you know because um, Putin hasn't talked to anybody. He's been isolated for the most part. Um, and they had a seven-hour ceasefire in this area so that they could get aid um, to the wounded and to get people out. It was basically an area where the people were trying to, trying to escape the Ukraine and go seek refuge, okay? It ended after, I, I, don't quote me, I'd have to pull it up and I don't feel like it right now, it was either 30 or 45 minutes because the Russian soldiers started firing on people. That's the yeah, second, that. that's the second ceasefire that they had to help remove people from, from the Ukraine and the Russian soldiers have been firing on people. That tells me that Putin's at a point where he doesn't care and he's going to do whatever he has to win. I thought the whole thing of like, oh yeah, we're not attacking any civilians, and there's literally video footage of them attacking uh, civilian populated areas. Yeah, it's not even civilians with guns. It's not like these are civilians turned warriors. They're attacking apartment buildings where people are trying to sleep. Yeah. And he's talking about we have strategic targets. No, you're attacking everything. Like you, dude. It was just a couple of days ago. They literally almost caused another Chernobyl when they were attacking the nuclear power plant and the radiation levels were raising because there was a fire inside. Like, do you realize what happens if another new Chernobyl happens? You don't have to worry about taking over the Ukraine. It's gone. Yeah, you, no, nobody can use that at all. No, you can just have that empty lot that's a cesspool now with a bunch of carcasses. But I think that Putin's at the point 
I, some people are saying he's crazy. He's, he's lost his mind. I, that's debatable. What's, what, what does crazy even mean? I think that he knows exactly what he's doing. And I think he is playing the world the way he wants to play it. And I know that if the United States was to make a move, we would have a bigger problem. Oh, 100%. But I also do not think, because people are like, well, Putin's got nukes. Yeah, he's, he's, Russia has the most nukes out of any other country in the world. Out of any other country, they have the most. They are a nuclear powerhouse when it comes to missiles. And we're not talking just about Terminator 2, Judgment Day style. We're talking about, I hate to say small nukes, but small nukes. I don't think that Russia would try to launch a nuke at the United States, but I would be not. So I would bet money that he would go ahead and say, "You know what? Sweden's right there. You know what? You stepped out against me. You're not a NATO country. I'll drop a nuke on you." Yeah, I was gonna say too. This is like the first time, like ever, Sweden has like even made a statement. They never, like, which is kind of crazy. Like, like obviously, it's it's. I, I think it's different. Well, it's different leadership now. It is. Uh, but like, how do you? How do you not speak out about like the Holocaust, but you speak out about this? Like, obviously, there's both still war, but so far, one has been drastically worse. I know it really is. Yeah, it's that's interesting. But that was the first time that Sweden has done it, and and it caught the eye of Putin. And Putin is like it's he's like that kid in school. I hate to make this thing, who makes a list of all the people that picked on him. Yeah. He's got a list, and I would not. He's like, I'm never eating chocolate again. Yeah, forget it. Yeah, screw your child. And you know what? Take this knife back, too. Take this little Swiss Army knife. I'm out. <laughs> um, yeah, but- <laughs> it's like we're no longer called the Army. We're no, like, we don't have an Army anymore. So- you know, I heard that India also backed Russia. What the hell, India? That's interesting. And that doesn't even make sense to me. It says that. A lot of the people, you know why? Because a Russian success benefits India for how much money the Russians do over there. That's why. It's all about the money, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah, with everything. It's all about the money. Um, okay, we're going to take, take a break. Then, then David and I are going to come back. We're going to dive into a little bit more about really kind of where the U.S. attitude. David Harvey and myself talking about the war in the Ukraine. This is our segment that we do every month right here on the Life of an Average Joe podcast. And uh, before my voice disappears completely, we're going to keep going (laughs) and just uh, talk about this. Now, we've talked about what Putin's doing, but what about the U.S.? We know we we have issued some of the harshest sanctions on anybody and individual, not just Russia but individuals, we know that we are giving money, giving weapons to the Ukrainians. Zelensky knows that. Zelensky's gone on and pleaded, hey, could you please close you know, this Ukraine airspace? Can you do this? We haven't yet. We are still purchasing 10 or 8% of our oil from Russia as we speak. So it kind of doesn't make sense. Um, Yeah, I know. That's a true story. Um, But they are talking right now. And even uh, psychotic Nancy Pelosi says we should ban all Russian oil. So, 
you know if Pelosi's for it, something something ain't right. Um, so what do we do, though? Because as we're going into day 11 uh, tomorrow, and Putin's got Chechens coming in, Syrians coming in, he, th this war is going to amp up. Something's going to give. And I believe in the Ukrainians. I, I have nothing but respect for them. I support them 100% the power and the drive that they have to take care of their families and countries is amazing. Zelensky is unlike any other leader. None of our presidents would be doing this. I promise you that. Oh, hundred percent. Not at all. They would be hiding in a bunker months ago. Trust me on that. Um, and here's part of it too. Part of it is the fact that like, uh, you have the whole like secret service and like technically the president wouldn't be allowed to do it here. Uh, but I'm sure it's that way over there too. But ultimately the president has final say in whatever he wants to do. None, uh, of, our, none of our president, it's a different mentality. They were spoon fed. Yeah, they, they, yeah. It's a different, they were spoon fed with the silver. I mean, come on, dude, the silver spoon, you know, they're, they're millionaires. Now this, this dude was an actor. Then here's the other part too. I don't think it, I don't think any country in their right mind would just try to invade the U.S. because like of how many people in the fucking country have guns. Especially now after seeing Ukraine, after seeing Ukrainian citizens go and defend their own country, like people like grandmothers are just like, like there's uh, one reporter was interviewing this lady uh, because the president was like, "Hey, make uh, Molotov cocktails." So she literally said. The, the reporter goes, "How did you find out how to make these?" And she's like, "I, I googled it." She Google how to make it. She googled how to make a cocktail or Molotov cocktail, and that's like that's like all she has. Like she doesn't have a gun at all, but she is literally ready to just take stuff down. Like so, after seeing that, you can bet your fucking ass. Like American citizens are like, "Oh yeah, somebody, somebody try us." Basically. I would, I would love to believe that. I really would. But have you seen? Okay, some of the older American citizens, meaning over the age of 20, 25, anybody 24 and under, they ain't doing nothing. They're a bunch of, they're, they're too lazy, dude. They're too worried about when their latte is going to get there from DoorDash. Okay, <laughs> they're not doing it. They don't even know where the Ukraine is. I do think it wouldn't be as as quick of a transition. Well, granted, we're a larger country, so we have more a big, larger population. So you would have some people who are like, like those, let's just fucking call it, like those fucking Karens or, or the Kyles yeah, or Karens, whatever the fuck it is. Kyles, who are yeah. like, like you just said, oh, what, like, beca because we're at war, I can't get Starbucks. And I'm like, bro, are you fucking serious right now? Are Guaranteed you it. You already know. You already know. <laughs> They're like, let me speak to the manager. Uh, ma'am, the manager died yesterday. Yeah, I'm sorry, ma'am. The manager was blowing, it got blown up in the freaking drive out of work today. <laughs> sorry, your freaking chai latte with, with douchebag milk isn't available for you, you know? Um, God, I can't do And they'd that. still leave and be like, this is ridiculous. I'm leaving. I, I'm, I'm leaving a bad again. review. I'm leaving a bad yeah. review. <laughs> it's like, well, man, the, the CEO of Yelp actually died as well. <laughs> yeah, well, sorry. But but no, I, I, I think you're right. But what what do we do? Because at some point, again, the United States, looking at Putin, who's been a problem, Okay, he's been a problem for years. He's he's it's like he built up what it over the last 20 years, he's built up what he wanted to do. So, my question is, 
we can sanction until we're blue in the face, and I think we are, we can finally stop buying oil from Russia. I don't care if it's 1%. Just stop. Like, just knock it off. It's ridiculous. Dude, Elon Musk, who's all about getting different car, you know, he's the Tesla. He's all about electric cars. He's all about, but his words were, we, I hate to say it, we need to ramp up oil production in the United States. Yeah, he's like, we can't, we can't survive right now. Right. Elon Musk, who's been preaching for years about getting off of it, says, we, we, we got to do it because of this. And this is the Basically good- saying, like, which at, if, you're, if you're a CEO of a company or, or like high up like that, or even in politics, whatever, like that statement will stick with him for years. Yes. He's not wrong. So, like, yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, 10 years from now, when everything is supposed, like, assuming everything's back to normal or whatever, <laughs> right? as far as the war goes, and then, uh, like, another company comes and, like, oh, you don't even believe in, like, electric power. You were all for ramping up this. And when, after that time, people have already forgotten, like, why he said it. Right, of course. Of course. So it's like that's that's not a light statement to make when you're you're not not one sided, but you're benefiting so much from one side. But and and Musk is not afraid to say those type of statements. Yeah, um, this is also the guy who literally was like, "Hold on, I'm going to send these satellites over to the Ukraine so you guys can have Wi-Fi." That is James Bond villain type money, dude. Yeah, that dude flat out. Sent my buddy Ken back in Michigan, who lives in the middle of nowhere, can't get Wi-Fi. These guys just sent satellites over to the Ukraine. Dude, he's like the anti-hero. He's like the anti-Bezos. He is. I, you know, um, although we better be careful. We might be fighting Musk one day, so who knows? Um, yeah. <laughs> but, I will say a big part of his like popularity uh, just become, comes from like millennials liking him because he's supporting like weed and all that kind of stuff. That's all. And then he was like, yeah, he's like, he says whatever the fuck he wants. So it comes down to like, people just thought he was cool. I mean, he just kind of like ran with that and just became that person basically, or, or amplified him being that person in the public. And that's, he's a, a lot, that's where a lot of it came he's from. He's a real weird dude. Um, he's a super genius. I mean, he really is a super genius. Um, when yeah, he made a plastic flamethrower that you could buy back in the day. Right. And if, if you listen to him talk about, how he thinks and he goes like, you know what? I think I was six years old when I realized that people don't think like this. And I'm like, this is, this guy's on a different level, you know? Um, which good for him. I mean, I think he's silently uh, like secretly an alien. Um, but that's just my own thing. Uh, but my point is what do we do? Because at some point Putin is going to do something that's going to draw the attention of the world. The world is watching right now. This isn't about the U.S. policing the world. Everybody from Elon Musk to Sweden is against Putin. We are not bashing the people of Russia. I'm sure there's some people over there that agree with Putin. But this is a Putin thing. I'm sure the people living in Russia that are protesting, the 3,000 people that I got arrested for protesting, they don't want this war. They don't want it, Yeah, obviously. To sit there and protest in Russia that you would rather risk going to a Russian jail than to sit back and not say anything, that tells you something about that country right now. What do we do as the United States? Do we wait until Putin makes another move and attacks a non-NATO country? Do we wait till the Ukraine falls to see what he does? Or do we wait until he attacks a NATO country? Putin's not an idiot. Putin knows if he fires 
any sort of nuclear warhead anywhere, it's the end of Russia. Not even fires it, like, aims it. Aims it. It's the end look, of look Russia. Look at the Cold War. Like, you aim it over here, bro. Like, that's, that's a sign of aggression. Well, and... I, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even so sure that he wouldn't do it. That he hasn't thought about it. When he... The fact that he raised his whatever team that is, to a nuclear threat alert. That's never been done before, except for back in the Cold War. And he raised it. That's not a, that's not a bluff. That's not a bluff. So what do you do? David's dogfighting over there. Um, <laughs> but what do you do? You know, like, what what's the situation now? What What does the U.S. do? Because I don't know, I would not want to be in that position, to be honest with you, to try to figure out what I got to do next. But at some point, the U.S. has to do something. So, David, thoughts on that? I mean, I think it comes down to the same thing. Like, like you know, honestly, I think right now, uh, Putin is the one in power of literally the world, essentially. Because if he, like you said, if he, if he attacks, as long as he doesn't attack and uh a NATO organization, NATO really won't do much as far as like any country showing their military force. Sure. Or yeah. like, let, let's say for, even before Germany had already spoken out against Putin, Germany isn't going to, Germany's going to side with NATO, for, even if they weren't part of it. I don't, I don't know if they are, but I'm just saying, even if they weren't part of it, Germany does not want to be that side again. <laughs> No, no, like, no, no, no. Germany's yeah. like, hey, we're we're done, man. We uh, yeah. Germany's like, hey, like that's pretty recent still. So like, we're just gonna go over here for a bit. Yeah. Uh, Germany is part of NATO, by the way. Okay. So then it comes down, and it's just like, as long as he doesn't do anything to those nations, at that point, he can always claim that like you guys fired first. Like, like given given aid, like that's that's cool. That's it's it's still giving aid to not like Ukraine or whatever or any other country he attacks. But at that point. Other countries giving aid to the countries that he's attacking helps him recruit more people because then he can go and say, like, hey, right now they're helping them. So, like, what do you think is going to happen if that country comes over and crosses your border? Well, the, the, yeah, exactly. And when I'm looking at these countries, so I'm looking at some of the countries that are surrounding the Ukraine, like Hungary. I mean, Russia's bordering a ton of NATO countries, you know. Um, you've got Hungary right there. You know, that's, you know, obviously that's that that borders Ukraine and, and that's a NATO country. Um, but I think he knows, like, as long as as of right now, as long as he does not touch a NATO nation or imply aggression towards a NATO nation, he can do whatever he wants. Well, that's what I'm saying. So Sweden is not NATO. We know that Sweden, Russia can go ahead and just go ahead and attack Sweden anytime he wants. For, the, for, the weird part about Sweden, though, is because they've been so, like, neutral, like, historically neutral, do you, like, you really don't know what it would be like to attack them. And, like, would you want to be the first one to attack them? Uh, it'd, be, it'd be much more beneficial to get them on your side. Obviously, at this point, they're not going to be on Russia's side. But just in general, it would be much more beneficial to be the first country to, like, sway Sweden to your side versus, like, the first country to attack them and, like, not know what you're going up against. Well, Sweden's have been talking about joining NATO since this invasion. They've talked about it because they're worried. Look, you're dealing with a man. Sweden's not been in a war since, what, 1814? 1814. 
Okay, it's 2022. They haven't been in that conflict since then. Okay. Other other countries were invaded during the Cold War, but not Sweden, right? 51% of Swedes are now in favor of joining NATO. Yeah, they took right. They took a stand and they're yeah. worried about Russia. They're like, hey, we don't really have much to offer as far as like bargaining, but like, what if we give each country a lifetime supply of chocolate? Right. We got chocolate. We got hot girls. Um, we got some volleyball Our flag's teams. Pretty cool. Our like, flags don't we? Swiss Army knives. We drink a lot. Swiss Army knives are cool. Um, anything else? They're like, you guys, you guys remember us in Beer Fest, right? You remember, you remember that? Yeah, you remember that, right? But I'm looking at these <laughs> countries. I mean, the biggest threat to, to Putin is another country joining NATO. That's the biggest threat to Putin oh, in, in, in Putin's eyes. So are we just going to wait? I mean, is this, a, is this another wait and see? Because the longer we wait, the Ukraines are not going to make it. And I'm not, I'm not saying that to be gloom and doom, and I'm not trying to be a jerk. I believe in them. I support them, and I hope I'm wrong. Goliath can be slain. We've seen it happen. But outnumbered people can win. But I just think personally, well, yeah, the Spartans. Yeah, of course they're Spartans. I mean, come on, dude. Jeez, of course they are. Amazing, you know. Um, but my point is too. I think Putin's got a plan, and I think the plan is going to. It, it might not look like it's going his way, but if you notice in the eleven days, and they're like, "Well, he hasn't gained these cities." But he gained this city, but he took out this airport, but he gained this. Now he's killing innocent people while they're trying to escape. Now he's got Syrians. Now he's got Chechens. I think that's all part of the plan. Because if you release, you release no, those guys. You have things. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you release those guys into a guerrilla warfare thing. And I'm not putting Ukraines down, but fighting Grandma and Uncle Joe. They're, they're not going to make it, dude. No. Yeah. But, like, I think it comes down to it. Obviously, like, yeah, he has a plan and all that kind of stuff. But then he also has things that, like, you can't really predict. Like, I don't think anybody would have ever thought that Sweden would have taken a side. Yeah, that's true, too. I mean, dude, the whole world is against Putin, even Sweden. So I can guarantee you, like, he did not account for that. No one saw that coming. Because, like I said before, the whole thing of, like, it's not the whole, like, why take a side now? Because obviously it's different leadership, it's whatever. Like we know what happened during World War II, but it's like it's more of a why didn't you take a side then? Like right. literally, the Holocaust happened and you just sat there. Well, we did too for a long time. So, I mean, no, I get that, but like, and so to most countries, like most people just let it fucking happen, yeah. uh, which is why it got to like as bad as it did, as far as as, as far as how many people uh, were killed. Were killed, yeah. Uh, but to just sit out the entire thing, like, nah, you guys have this one. I'll, I'll get the next one. Or I won't. Whatever. I'll decide later. I think that there's a potential. There's a couple things that are going to go. Uh, here's my, my three option predictions here. And, and they're not in this order. I'm just going to give them to you. I think we could be, even though it doesn't seem like it right now, I think we could be at the start of the downfall of Putin. Yeah. And I think a lot of that will come from his own people. 
in my oh, opinion. Yeah, in, my, in my opinion. I, I don't know if that's going to happen now, but I think that's maybe the other thing is, I think that the Ukrainians can hold them off for a long time as long as he doesn't, you know, come in full waves. But I think eventually Putin will say, okay, this isn't working this way. What if I do this? And he's going to take it to an extreme, kind of what we talked about earlier. He's going to do something extreme to the Ukraine, which will draw us in, which will also draw other people in. And at that time, the minute he does something, if he launches a bomb at the Ukraine, and let's not even say nuke, just a beast, just a big-ass bomb and levels half the cities there, that's enough to draw somebody in. Oh, 100%. And I think at that point, the minute a country, a minute another country, if it's the United States or England or the, you know, the United Kingdom says enough, we're in a world war. And at that point, you got to see what China's going to do. You got to see what, well, North Korea, whatever they, whatever China does, North Korea will do because North Korea can't do anything without China. Um, You're right. I think that's the second option. The third option is Putin runs out of just resources. He doesn't quit, but he just runs out of resources and he scrambles to try to figure something out. And in the meantime, just starves his country to death. Right. And in the meantime, the Ukraine builds up what they need to build up. They're getting supplies. And then Putin's, it's it's like the dog is in the backyard. You know what I mean. He, his his worst nightmare is starting this war and losing part of Russia. He won't lose the whole thing. Like Ukraine would like not take over all of Russia, and we would become the Ukraine. But like right. just even losing like a mile of land, like just like to 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 boast about it for twenty plus years, then to start a war, and then where you could have easily ended it and just just taken over day one, but for whatever reason you decided not to. And then you end up losing, and like you, oh, now your border is a mile uh, closer to your your capital or whatever. And it's like, yeah, you just lost that one tremendously. Well, the biggest thing is, if Putin doesn't win this war, he looks super weak, and Putin doesn't want to look weak. Yeah. And if he doesn't win this, that's another thing that his people will use against him. Now he's got enough people. I mean, taking out a government is tough. I don't care what anybody. I mean, look. We watch the movies and all that. Yes, it can happen. But those people look at Putin at, and you've got 3,000 people plus that have been protesting and arrested and they're still protesting. That's a different... The, the tide is changing with the Russian people, the majority of them. I know there's still some that believe the way Putin believes. He's not the only one. But even I think some of his own internal people in his government, his, his advisors, I think they're questioning his decisions and in, in their own minds, you're not questioning them out loud, but in your minds, they're looking at him like, is this the right thing to do? Yeah. And at, all it takes, because he is one guy, let's not forget that. All it takes is for them to turn their backs on him and he's done. I mean, Russia has been known to poison their, <laughs> their presidents and their opposition. Okay. Russians have <laughs> been known to do that. They haven't exactly like, you know, not done that over the course of the last God knows how many years. How many poisonings have we seen people that ran against Putin before he decided to put himself in office for the rest of his life? I mean, who does that? I'm going to be in office for the rest of my life. We don't need an election. 
Okay. <laughs> I didn't know you could. I'm going to go to a job and be like, hey, guys, I'm going to be the, the owner for the rest of my time here. Okay. We don't need this owner anymore. It's, it's just me. <laughs> just go ahead and see what happens. But, I, well, okay, final question as we wrap up this dude and that dude. Do you think the U.S. will get, do you think the U.S. will see boots on the ground in the Ukraine? I think it depends on whatever hand Putin plays. And all, honestly, I was thinking about it earlier, and I'm like, I could see the if a NATO nation does get involved, I could see Germany being the first one. Depending on what happens, though. Like, I thought about it when you mentioned, like, if he just, like, like launched a bomb and just killed, like, a ton of innocent civilians. I could totally see Germany being the first one of, like, no, we know how this ends. We know where this can go, and we're not cool with that. And, and we're, like, I think they're the closest nation to uh russia anyway right so they're just gonna like go first like hey get our back we're going <laughs> that would be a change well it wouldn't be a change that uh you know the germans turned on the russians before but but um because let's not forget what happened with uh russia and germany back in the day so um and that was a mess but um and they fought to the day how many russians died fighting germany yeah. Oh, geez. I mean, but I, you know what? That's an interesting point. You do bring an interesting point up uh, that Germany, and you know, Germany's no slouch. You know, they've got a decent army. They've got, they're, they're no dummies. So this is not like, you know, little Ukraine coming to fight Russia. This is Germany. I think when you're world renowned to have some of the best engineering, if not the best engineering in the world, yeah, I agree. I think that says a lot, and then that's in all aspects. Like it's not just cars, it's not just appliances. It's literally everything. Like they literally coined, like started the whole phrase of like uh, quality versus quantity because of German engineering. No, you're right, dude. German engineering is unbelievable, and it has been for centuries, dude. If you think about it. So, so it's I, like, hey, it's like, yeah, Russia might have more tanks than Germany. I don't know if they do, but they might have more tanks than Germany. But Russia's tanks are getting taken out by Molotov cocktails, where Germany's tanks can literally take a, a javelin and be totally fine. Yeah, no, Russians, Russian tanks are, are running out of gas, being taken out by Molotov cocktails, and farmers are dragging them with their uh, tractors. So Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, they took, they took your tank out with a pitchfork. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like they're throwing a – they used a bottle rocket and your tank exploded. <laughs> I mean, it, it is kind of embarrassing. I think I think all these things will make Putin mad, and that's why I think he's going to do something. Um, that's the other reason why he banned TikTok and Facebook and all these social media outlets because he doesn't want people to see, number one, what he's going to do, what he is doing. He wants to be able to control the narrative. Shocker. And, I think it will be – I think he will have some show of strength throughout all of this i think something he will do something drastic uh whether he is before, whether he backs out or not or just gets forced to back out or whatever the case is i think he will have some show of strength of like i'm i'm going out on my terms if i'm going out and that's the scary thing because you pin somebody like him in a corner you don't know what you're going to get right you just don't know what you're going to get. And I think the Russian people are going to get fed up even more. I mean, now you've got Russia who can't compete in FIFA. So there's no chance for them to go to the World Cup. There's no chance for them to do any of that. Any sports, they can't do. That's major, major, major money for the country. And it's an embarrassment. It's a pride thing. So you've got all these athletes now who are pissed. You've got all these people that are trying to work over there who can't work over there. You've got them stripping 
your experience when it comes to social media and entertainment and TV. You've got a war going on with potential family members right next door that is putting a strain on your economy that is also putting you guys under a microscope from the rest of the world that is against you. Everything that you're doing that that Putin is doing is hurting the average Russian guy and the average Russian girl and the families that are trying to live over there. At some point, those people are going to be like, dude, enough. Yeah, we're, we're done with you now, you know, so he's got he's either got to win this war and I'm not rooting for him. Let's make that clear. I want this guy, you know, like this guy don't need to be around. OK, I'm not going to say what I want to happen to him, but he doesn't need to be around. He's crazy. He's crazy in the sense that he's got a, an agenda that doesn't fit with the rest of the world. Um, and that's usually a problem. But Putin's got to either in this swiftly and fast and established dominance in the Ukraine. So people in Russia fear him still. And, you know, he has his little, you know, ego and, and his presidency, or he's got to just lose. <laughs> because yeah, it, it, like, and, and, and at this point, like the only option for him is to win it. That's uh, it. That's it. You literally cannot lose a war to grandmothers. Like that's not, you can't do that. No, you will be overthrown. Your own people will turn on you if grandma kicks your ass. Yeah. He literally went to war and ran out of gas. Like, right? Like you you pulled the biggest like shenanigans in the world. You brought your entire military force, not all of it, but a vast, huge military force to take on the Ukraine. You ran out of gas. Farmers took your tanks, and Grandma shot you. And the other part too is like, let's be honest. Like the Ukraine has the the drone footage of where these uh, convoys are just lined up. Yeah. As of right now, Ukraine is deciding to not attack those those convoys. That'll change. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, Ukraine could easily go and then just take that out immediately. And but I know, they and didn't I know, ask for this war. So Exactly, and I know why they're not doing it. I know why they're not doing it. They're doing it for a couple of reasons. One, like you said, they didn't ask for this war. Two... Again, they look at that as fellow brothers and sisters. They know those yeah. soldiers. Those soldiers are doing a job that most of them don't want to do. Three, I think they know if they do that, that could also send Putin off the edge. Yeah, hundred percent. And then, and then to, and then gaining, gaining allies could become harder because it's like, well, you didn't fire the first shot, but you fired the first big shot or whatever people want to call it. Right. You didn't fire. Yeah. You didn't invade, but then you just laid to waste. But you know what? If I'm Zelensky and I'm going on day 11 and my family's made it out of the country, thank God, but I'm getting killed. I'm seeing people that I love getting killed and I'm not getting any help. At some point, I'm going to look at these so-called allies and be like, kiss my ass. Yeah. Like, like, (laughs) like, fuck y'all. Like it's either you're helping me or you're not. So, right. Like, you know, you won't help me, but yet you, you're telling me how I can fight. Like, like at some point, you just got to look. I, I don't want to see people die. But if I'm picking on a side here, I'm telling Zelensky to drone strike everything in his town that he can. Send those drones up in the air and light them up. End it. Now, I know why he, again, Putin, you gotta, then you got to worry about Putin's next move. I understand that. But if it comes down, push comes down to shove, and this is your final stand. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And 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 you know what? We and then I'll close out. We 
as the United States, as human beings, as the world, will be judged on how we deal with this. We are, by everybody in the future, right now, history books are being written. When my, oh, son, when my son goes to school, it's either going to say the Ukraine beat out Russia because of this, or Ukraine is no longer existent and they lost and they're now part of Russia. That's what my son's going to read about in school. Because here's the other part, like, as great as a country as Sweden is, no, no country wants to be Sweden as far as the whole neutrality thing. No. Nobody wants to be known for that. No, it, and clearly it doesn't work very well. No, like your country, as far as, obviously 200 years, whatever, it's 200 plus years, that's so far it's worked, but that's not sustainable to not have anybody who, if, like if, if, if somebody just decided to invade Sweden, everybody else is like, bro, you've been, you've been uh, neutral the entire time, so like we don't really care. Like, I mean, we'll throw up a hashtag, but other than that, like, you're kind of on your own right now. Right. Facebook will give us a little flag that we can put on our profile, but otherwise, we don't, we don't really care. Because you didn't care about the Holocaust. Yeah. <laughs> or anything prior to that till 1814 or whatever. I don't know. Whatever that date was. It is weird, though. But you know what? It is kind of a, it, it's a testament, though, to number one, what changes are going on in Sweden. And it's a testament to what Putin did. If, if, if Sweden, if you got the attention of Sweden for some reason, then obviously there's a problem here. Like that should be what we, we should be looking at that. Look, even Sweden said nah. <laughs> like they don't say anything, but now they've said nah. And now 51% of their, of their population believes that they should join NATO. So there you go. Well, man, I'll be curious. Hopefully next month when we come back with this dude, that dude, which is your topic, hopefully uh, we will not be talking about this. And I mean, hopefully it'll be over and it'll be resolved in a positive way. Um, in the meantime, you know, Ukraine, we, we love you. We're praying for you. Any of our Ukrainian listeners out there, any family, any people that have family in the Ukraine or you're just of the Ukraine descent, we, we love you guys, and, and we don't know what to do either. So, As well as the Russian friends and family who do not support Absolutely. what is happening right now. Yep, that's exactly it. That's where, yep, 100% for all the Russians out there. This is not a slight against Russia or the Russian people. This is yeah, it's not, it's not about to be a, a Pearl Harbor part two. No, this is, no, this is Putin and any of his dickhead friends that, that agree with him. Um, as far as all the Russian people out there and, you know, Hey, we, we can't, we can't help where, where we are right now, but we support your, your movement as far as protesting and trying to save your friends and family and neighbors and all that. We're, we're with you. And it sucks that you guys are going through this right now. Although they can't hear this anyway, cause we're banned in Russia. So, um, but you know what? Well, people if, if they're here, stateside. people here stateside. Yes. <laughs> So just, just let you, you know, for the, for the 1% that might be listening, that's, a, you know, Russian. Hey, I don't know, man. There could be quite a few actually. Cause just because, you know, you never know. I'm curious. We'll see. But uh, anyway, we'll be back next month. I'll be back later this week with a, a great <laughs> man. It's an awesome podcast dropping this Wednesday. Short stories from an average Joe. Look what happens when you go urban exploring and you actually shouldn't be in the first place. What happens when you go ur urban exploring and it turns into a matter of life and death and you're hiding in the basement of an abandoned building 
for over two hours. That's my story coming up this week uh, on the Life of an Average Show podcast this Wednesday. Not a fun moment for Brandon. Actually, it was pretty fun, but not, <laughs> not a good time. So check that out. Uh, David Harvey will be back next month. This dude and that dude, he'll come up with something. I mean, we've only been gone a month and not even a full month yet, really. And uh, look at look at what's happened already. So hopefully my voice will be back because it's gone, guys. It is gone. Um, <clears throat> I sound awful right now, but uh, <laughs> I mean, it's bad. I had to push through this one, man. So. I'll be back uh, with a better voice. David, as always, good talking to you, man. Great to hear from you. Uh, we're hanging out soon anyway, though, so that's exciting. Say, man, end of the month, yeah. Yeah, what is it, the uh, 20th? 20s? Yeah, like 21st, something like that. 18, Whatever that Sunday is. I think, it's, I think it's 20, though, isn't it? Or maybe 2021st. I think it's 21. I don't know. It's whatever that Sunday is. That'll be fun. That'll be a good time for then. Yeah. All right, later. All right. See you later, man.